the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Hello, hello. Bon dia, boa tarde, boa noite. Whichever one it is for you, welcome to <laughs> a, another Minnesota Football Show. My name is Eric. Bridget is here. It is a dynamic duo today for the yes. Minnesota Football Show. <laughs> Bridget, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you. It's it's a bit of a kind of a chilly, actually feels like kind of a fall day here does, in yeah. the Minnesota and the Twin Cities. And uh, windows are open, but I am wearing a, uh, <laughs> what do you call this, an athletic jacket, as it were, and <laughs> jeans for the first time in probably four or five months. So here uh, we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing shorts, but I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Well, I wanted to ask you, Bridget, there, there was the event that we were promoting over the past uh, couple episodes here, uh, the futsal tournament with the, to sponsor TC Soul and Karen FA. That happened yesterday at La Doña, and yeah. you were a big part of the planning process and getting it off the ground. So good on you and congratulations. But uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about uh, what went down? Yeah, so we had, I believe, like 25 players um, came out to do a little 3v3 uh, round robin tournament. Um, we had a raffle going on with some items from Dark Clouds and Red Loons. Um, we also had a couple of Minnesota women's soccer, the the slick new scarves we had out there as well. Um, but yeah, it was all to to give back to TC Soul and Karen FA. Um, in the end, we were able to raise a little over a thousand dollars. Um, that went directly to them. Excellent. So excellent. Yeah, it was it yes. was a good time. Very cool. Very cool. How was some of the play? Do do, do we have some bicycle <laughs> kicks or some amazing tackles? Uh, it was intense. <clears throat> it was it was more intense than we expected it to be. Um, some players from Augsburg actually came out. Uh, some of the kids from Karina Fay were there as well. Um, so yeah, it, it got intense. We weren't really expecting it. We had plenty of players who <clears throat> were just expecting, you know, go kick around and have fun. And yeah, um, some of them were just absolutely gassed. <laughs> you know? so, so you basically had ringers. They're like, oh no, we have never yeah. played this game ever before. When in reality, they're playing for like they're, Oxford. Yep. yep. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. <laughs> And we had, I mean, there were like 15 or a little more players registered before the event, but uh, we started at one. I got there a little after 1230 and Elisa said, yeah, I just had like 10 guys show up and say, hey, we're playing. <laughs> so, so we wow. made the teams a little bit bigger and um, kind of sorted everybody out. Uh, but yeah, it was, got a little intense. Um, no injuries, no, nothing crazy. So. Yeah, it was fun. That would have been phenomenal if, like, you know, somebody showed up and he's like, oh, 
Hello, my name is Campos Pablo. You've never heard of me. I've never played this game before. I would like to participate. Ah, you you kind of look like Pablo Campos, but no, no, no soil. I mean, it is not me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the, the online registration, we had a thing <clears throat> you could say, like, you know, no experience just out here to kick around or yeah. like, yeah, I've played some college. And you know, a few people marked like amateur played some college ball and then within like two minutes of of their game it's like yeah you a little more than amateur but all right um and then you know the people who showed up day day of we didn't have them answer those questions so it was it was, it was interesting um but yeah it was, it was more intense than we expected but that made it fun and crazy and yeah. Is there any video of, of any of this? I'm curious. Um, some. I did okay. get, I think I got like two minutes of the championship game at the end. We might have to get um, some of that up. Yeah, yeah. And there's, Very cool. there's a few more floating around. A bunch of people had cameras out, so we'll Very get cool. some more of those. Well, that's awesome. I mean, as you said, like the main purpose of it was the fundraising part and the fact you guys got a, a grand for – I'm assuming it's like split between the two of them. Is that kind of how they're doing it? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I unfortunately didn't make it out. I had a busy day doing kind of weird, eclectic martial arts <laughs> stuff, and it kind of <laughs> wore me out. <laughs> you were playing with knives all day. So. I was <laughs> playing with knives. This is true. This is true. Some very, very cool stuff. Uh, but I didn't get home until like 2.30. I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of <laughs> tired. And by the time I get there, they'll be wrapped up. But I'm yeah. glad it went well, so. Congrats to everybody. And, and you, you, you are a central part of this. So well done. Cool. Thank you. Um, Minneapolis city. They, they played a friendly against uh, our friends at Ford Madison. It was a bit of a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the, I, I actually lost track at one point, but I think the final score was six nil if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, it was all in good fun as our friendlies. It was cool to see a lot of our friends and, 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 uh, Crow supporters out there in Madison, just mingling and hanging with all the Flamingo yeah. supporters. And from what I could gather too, they played uh, Minneapolis City. That is played a lot of the kids, played a lot of the yeah. uh, the futures kids too. So everybody was getting like really interesting opportunities just to go out for even if it was like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and it was yeah futures players and then um, the second team as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys. So um, and Flamingos did the same thing they had a lot of like second team guys um so it was a good opportunity for those young kids to kind of get a taste of you know a friendly on a pro pro pitch and um i mean it looked like it was good play it's not like they yeah. were absolutely smoked 6-0 like right they put up a fight and there were some good moments so i just love this hopefully blossoming into a, a relationship where this can more regularly yeah. happen, whether, you know, maybe it moves back and forth between the two cities and things like that, but just, you know, something to build off of. And, and especially Definitely. now with, with Carl Craig there and that history as well, it, it could be, could be a fun thing to kind of keep moving. Yeah. And every, everyone that talked about that pretty early on, like as soon mm -hmm. as Madison got started and then of course COVID happened. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a, a big thing going forward. Hell yeah. Very cool. Uh, go for women. They are undefeated, Bridget. They're off to a pretty good start. I mean, they played their first match. Um, who was it? Penn State, I think. We're like, 
it was one of those teams that's like the one or two in the, in the nation and they actually beat them in their first match. Um, they're doing some non-conference kind of stuff now. Got a number of ties, three wins, three ties, but nonetheless, that's undefeated. Yeah. So off to a good start. And the keeper's got, what, two shutouts now? Yes, yes. She's playing so. very, very well. I did not, unfortunately, get her name in here, but uh, props. Uh, Megan Plashko. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I do have it in here. Man, I, when in doubt, it's in the notes, even if I don't read it. <laughs> the, the screenshot, even if you didn't type it out. Yeah. Uh, so this last one against uh, Omaha? The draw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, zero zero draw. That was her fifth shutout of the season. Huge, 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 huge. So congrats. That's that's a very good start. Something to build off of. Um, let's jump to. So we wrapped up another round of of internationals and uh, World Cup qualifiers. So let's head there, and we can come back and do uh, local stuff with uh, Minnesota United and MLS and things. We got to talk about this thing though. This this is now a week old. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but just. Because it's been it's been obviously covered by everyone because it was amazing even for Cole Mibble standards it was amazing I I could hardly believe what I was I was seeing slash hearing because I didn't get to watch it live I was at my brother in law's place in Wisconsin who happened who had BN we were trying to find it because it was like oh BN's covering it but it ended up being on like BN like two or three or whatever it is kind of like all the different Fox yeah exactly so we couldn't find it even though we had the BN in any case listeners you already know. Brazil and Argentina in Brazil. They go for about eight minutes. The game is stopped as armed cops and uh, and health officials walk on the pitch <laughs> to essentially arrest four Argentine players that that kind of uh, broke their quarantine uh, protocol between Europe and and coming to back to Comebol. Um, from what I understand, they actually they went from England to Croatia. And as if that was supposed to help, and then they still didn't wait enough time in Croatia <laughs> and then flew to Argentina. <laughs> yep, because the quarantine time is shorter if you go to a different country <laughs> in between. Amazing logic. On paper, anyway. <laughs> Amazing logic. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just it was just a phenomenal cluster of a scene. Again, even for everything we would expect from Colme Bowl, just to right. like see these armed dudes like run out on the field and pull people and then and then the reaction from like Otomendi like pushing a cop I'm just like yes. oh wow here we go and, and Messi who's standing there going dude we've we've been here for days like yes. <laughs> you wait until right now yep yep we're here it was <laughs> it was it was absolutely insane absolute bananas absolutely comable ultimately the game gets gets canceled it gets postponed I mean just chaos even to another level of chaos i i like we were we were following it on the tweets and just laughing my brother-in-law i was like is this really happening i'm like yep <laughs> <laughs> this is happening and, and the other amazing piece of it too was apparently the um the cops and health officials actually went to the hotel i don't know if you heard about this part they were going to try yeah. and get them before they ended up at, at the at the stadium and they missed them by like 20 minutes or half an hour like they were on the bus so I don't know if that was the motivation. Like, well, now we got to be the jerks and actually Just follow on them the to the game. Yep, yep. But let me ask you this though. I mean, is is this is this some brinksmanship too from on Brazil's part? Do you think I, I've been, you know, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, because because now it's been a week, so I'm thinking about all these like conspiracy theories and and different scenarios. 
is this is this just one of those things where they're just like you know what we can pull this card we can we can stop this match i mean get in their heads it wouldn't surprise me given that how many other times have we seen the health department in brazil put their foot down on anything (laughs) yeah that is well said considering the covid situation yes Oh man! Wow, it was it was out of this world. So they pre- they pretend the whole thing doesn't exist, and then it's not a big deal until Messi yep. sets foot in the country, and then they say, "Ah, no, no, you broke." Quarantine. Gotta do something about the COVID. <laughs> For, forget those half bring, a million. How dare you bring a virus here? Yeah, yeah. Forget those uh, half a million that have already died. Do it now. It's a big deal. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So uh, who knows when this is going to happen? And 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 as you and, and listeners are well aware, like the, the schedule for qualifying is already super condensed to try and get this thing done. I mean, in theory, the cup is next year already. So yeah. I don't know how they're going to squeeze this thing back in to reschedule it. Or there's talk that there might be like a, a FIFA punishment that might actually just go against Brazil and call it an L. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, call me ball. Never change. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> Nunca mude, por favor. Um, on the other end of that day, uh, you had Ecuador and Chile tie. Paraguay, Colombia also tied 1-1. Uruguay got a big one, 4-2 over Bolivia. And Rodrigo's not here, but pays Peru 1-0 over Venezuela. The table, as it stands, Brazil won with 21 points. Argentina, 2 at 15. Ecuador still Holding strong, 13, uh, number three. Uruguay jumped with that win to number four with 12 points. Colombia at fifth place with 10, and then you kind of go from there. We had a second round that same week on Wednesday, and and the big drama here was after what happened with with Argentina and Brazil, Peru were supposed to go to Brazil as well, and they're like, we aren't going to Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) So they, they were trying to uh, write into Comebol, and I think they actually went over Comebol and went straight to FIFA for a change yeah. of venue request, which which was denied. <laughs> but it was hilarious just to watch in real time. Like, nah, we don't want this. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to get kicked out two minutes after we arrive. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> oh. um, so, so that game does, in fact, happen. Um, Brazil ended up winning 2-0. Disculpa, Rodrigo. Sorry, bud. Um, there is a nasty, nasty Neymar yellow that I will fully admit, especially since Rodrigo's not here, it should have been a red, Rodrigo. <laughs> I totally agree. He absolutely it's, – it's very similar to the 94 Tab Ramos thing, too, or Leonardo yeah, Tab yeah. Ramos. Yeah, yeah. It was the spinning back elbow thing. And, I mean, he – he clearly knew the dude was right there. It just oh, like yeah. back clotheslined him, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a red. But <laughs> not in Comebol, baby. It's a yellow. <laughs> Get back up. Keep playing. That's Keep right. Playing. Nothing to see here. Uh, so there's your there's your two uh, 0 win. Um, Paraguay got a win, two one over Venezuela. Uruguay actually beat Ecuador, one uh, nil. Colombia three one over Chile, and Argentina got a big one. 3-0 over Bolivia. The table basically stays the same, but, you know, it kind of tightened up in, in that three and four spot between Ecuador and Uruguay. So that kind of gets you there. Bridget, let's, uh, let's talk some CONCACAF. How's that sound? Yeah. So CONCACAF, um, we'll, do, we'll do the, the other ones first here. Panama gets a pretty – Jamaica's just not really doing their thing, so they're kind of getting taken down by everybody. Panama, 3-0 over Jamaica. 
Uh, Mexico, 1-0 over Costa Rica. I think this was another last-minute one. Like They're just kind of squeaking them out at the very end. Um, Honduras and El Salvador tie 0-0. Let's talk about USA and Canada. This was here in the US. Um, they were hoping for points, right? And I guess technically they got one. I watched highlights, I didn't get to watch the whole thing live, but from everything that I saw, Canada was the better team in this match. I'll let yeah, you Yeah, and I, I wasn't able to watch the full thing either. Um, yeah, I mean, on paper and judging from most of the video I saw, Canada was fairly dominant. Um, it was just a for a team that has such a deep midfield pool, and we've talked about this a lot um, with you know Dotson's call up and all these guys who typically um, have gotten into the camps but aren't pulled up to these games. There's so many midfielders to choose from and you would think quite a bit of talent in there to compete anytime any day against anybody and it's not coming together whatsoever um i mean it was certainly better than than the previous match there was some yes. improvement there i think they knew that you know they needed to get something done right. um but yeah the, the whole thing's just been kind of disappointing and not really that surprising, honestly, but, but just disappointing and not, um, not even the kind of game where, you know, if, if they don't qualify, you can at least say that, you know, they played well and they put up some exciting games and good numbers. That's not happening. It's very strange for me to, to think about Canada as the offensive powerhouse right. of CONCACAF. <laughs> and that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> Canada's always been like an afterthought. Yes. You know, when you put them and, and right there with Jamaica too, who mm -hmm. typically are better than they are right now. But um, yeah, and they're, they're just coming out and dominating every time. And, yes. They have so um, many weapons and, yes. and depth too. Yeah, they'll they will find all of your weaknesses and they will exploit them. It's wild. Well, that, this is actually a really good segue because I'm going to talk about the next round um, where offensive powerhouse Canada <laughs> really took it to El Salvador, uh, a 3-0 win. Just straight up. Look great. This is the team that tied the U.S., we should also remember. Uh, yeah, Canada just pff, pedal to the metal. Um, USA, well, we'll do Panama-Mexico 1-1. So thank you, Panama, for at least holding them a little bit, uh, Costa Rica and Jamaica tied. And now the really interesting one, we, at this point, the United States only had two points, really needed something here. And it was, it was a very, um, what's the word? A tense first half, tale of two halves, um, but they got it done. Uh, four, one over Honduras, the US. Um, we can break it down a little bit. I didn't get to watch the full match because it was late. It's past mm -hmm. Apai's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that first goal, 27th minute, Honduras, uh, there's the great low cross on uh, followed by a low header. Uh, I think people were rightly, you mentioned Brooks earlier, he was, who knows where he was another, another country, perhaps just completely <laughs> burned. And, you know, here we go uh, first half, 20, 27 minutes in and they're down. It's like, oh, we've, yeah, we've seen this, we've I... seen this before. 
I watched some of the first half and probably uh, it was probably shortly after the goal. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go to bed. (laughs) This is going to be the exact same story. Um, At some point, I mean, I couldn't sleep and I saw the tweets that came out in the second half. Uh, I kind of wish I had kept it on, but yeah, it looked, it definitely looked like the same, same exact story for that first half. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I uh, forgot to mention the, the big story here, too, which will obviously be the, the narrative, I think, is Ricardo Pepe gets his <laughs> first ever start and, and kind of takes the whole thing on his back, <laughs> the 18-year-old. Um, 48th minute, Robinson scores. Great goal uh, on a counter. Nice cross. Ricardo Pepe is involved in this. He, I, th- I think he has the backwards head flick, uh, header flick or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Second assist, as it were. Um, and it lands to Robinson, and there you go. Great goal. Get to see the backflip. Awesome. <laughs> so, at least, so at least we get things tied up early. Like as soon as the second half kicks off, boom, back in it. Yeah. Um, I I just put in here Matt Turner standing on his head. He, I mean, that's that's kind of been the one consistent thing with all three of these games, huh? He's just everywhere, yeah. doing the best yeah. he can. So good for him. Um, next note is. Eric going to bed, sleeping. (laughs) So I missed, much like you, a lot of the action when they really started to turn it on. I did see the highlights. Ricardo Pepe hype train. uh, One goal, two assists. I mean, what more can you say? He he just turned it on. And was it uh, Robinson, too? Like, between the two of them, both involved in everything that happened in the second half. Yep. And I mean, within minutes of coming on. Yeah, that's right. So um, I think they've both secured a place uh, for for a team that didn't really think that they needed them or didn't need to rely on them. uh, They were, they, they showed up. Uh, There was a tweet. um, Whoever started that Twitter account, the peppy hype train handle, uh, I'm not sure, Pe- but it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Pe- Pepe sent whoever runs that had a screenshot of a DM supposedly from Pepe saying, "Get everything ready for when I score tonight." Wow! And, and the guy running it was like, "Yep, already done, but like, wow. we're ready to go." And That's then, awesome. And then we see what happens. It was, yeah. That's swagger. I love it. That's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, we needed the team needed those points. U.S. needed them. So that actually puts them back in the running with um, Mexico still leading with uh, seven points. And then Canada and U.S. basically tied for that second and third spot, five and five. Canada just, uh, well, their, their ratios are the same, too. They both have five and two. I Sometimes the standings are just weird. I don't know why they go. Uh, ahead, I think but. it's. Uh, goal differential. But they both have five, four, two against. It looks like. I don't know. Oh, who knows? It's all right. Canada starts with the C, and (laughs) starts. This 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 is Concacaf, so yes, (laughs) that would be logical. Eventually, you just go to the alphabet, and you know what? That's yep. (laughs) The main thing is they're in the green, which, you know, five points isn't the greatest, but it's okay, I think, for for where they are right now, Uh, especially considering I think they've got 
they've got uh, Costa Rica, Jamaica, and who's the other one coming up? Some some of the teams they oh in Panama I think also. So I think they're yeah. You know the next set should be points worthy as it were. So yeah, so there you go. Good to see. What what's gonna happen to Pepe now? Like now his stock's got to be through the roof. I'm sure he wants to go to oh. Europe. We we were chatting with us me me and uh, some some folks on Twitter, and it's like, man, I would love to see the kid go to Colmebol and go to Corinthians or go to like River Plate or something like that, just mm-hmm. for like a season or two, and and learn the dark arts and learn the grime and all that <laughs> stuff, and then make his transition to wherever England or France or wherever yeah. or Germany. But oh, could you imagine like getting him in a Libertadores and just making him like the master oh, of disaster? That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Be so I don't know much how fun we to can watch. make that happen. Yes, yes. But yeah, the future is bright. The future is very Definitely. bright. Definitely. Um, on the African side and the uh, African Confederation, I didn't put them all in here, but the one to really zero in on uh, our friend Metuner with Madagascar. Uh, not doing so great. They played Tanzania. They lost three to two. Um, they are in the last place in that qualifying group with Tanzania in first. Um, I can't remember how many more matches they have, but uh, they kind of got to get it together or they are going to be out of the World Cup. I think it was kind of a long shot to begin with, but it was. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, on the UEFA side of things, again, I just kind of put some of the interesting highlights in here or um, Minnesota United related uh, tangents like. France and Finland playing. No surprise that France won this one 2-0. Uh, but Raitala did start. And they still have some chance. Obviously, France is winning the group right now. Uh, but they are third behind Ukraine. So, you know, they're still in it. And I don't know if you watched any of these, but the other one I threw in there was kind of the surprising England draw. I know everybody was yelling about Southgate per usual. Uh, <laughs> 1-1 draw with Poland. They're going to be fine. England's going to be fine. Everybody calm down. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll make it through. <laughs> um, and then the other team that's also been on a roll is Sweden, who I, I think up until this match were winning their group. Um, they lost to Greece two to one. So that was kind of a big one that I put in there. It was kind of a surprise. Yeah. All right. So since we are talking World Cup, I'll, I'll throw this to you, Bridget, because I, I don't know a lot of this other than I think it's absolutely ridiculous that because of capitalism, FIFA is essentially trying to push a two-year World Cup cycle every two years to, to do this thing that's been four years since 19, what, 30 was the first one? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely bananas, just, just for that green. Yep. Well, or, I mean, they're not going to admit that it's for the money. Um, I like this statement here where, According to the organization's chief of global football development, Arsene Wagner, Wenger, it's what the fans want. No. Oh, nobody, Arsene. Nobody is asking for this. Nope. <laughs> but, it, I mean, all of their logic on this whole thing has been, well, if every four years is good, every two years is going to be great. Let's get more. I just think of all the the players already ridiculously compacted, busy schedules. Like, can you imagine if it was a two year cycle between domestic, between uh, all your your uh, like your uh, your continental cups, and uh-huh. then having the World Cup floating around all the time? Like, everybody would just be exhausted. It'd just be a nightmare. Yeah, 
yeah, injuries everywhere. It would mess up everything. Yeah. I mean, Premier League deals with you have your league play, you have FA play, you have Champions League play, yep. you have there's a couple more I'm missing in there. And then there's the Club World Cup. Yep. Uh which I don't know, maybe they want to replace the Club World Cup with Who I knows? none of it makes any sense. It is not needed. It should not happen. Yes. And that's all to say the ISC and pretty much every other global supporters organization were basically just like, this is stupid and we're against it. Yeah. And good on them. And I I believe, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we can, that we are very much on board with that as Uh well. Please don't do this. (laughs) Just (laughs) please don't do this. We do not need more. Uh, Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll save the, uh, I might as well. Let's do this one as well, just because it's in here and then we can swing back. Um, so that kind of wrapped up that cycle of all the qualifying and we got some of our our European leagues back. Um, in the Premier League, the, some of the big ones to look at that happened yesterday, Tottenham that were sitting high at the table getting <laughs> beat down by Crystal Palace. Yikes. <laughs> 3-0. I did not see that one coming. This is, I mean, it's going to be another one of those seasons where, and maybe just for the the first couple months, because this happened last year too, where Mm -hmm. we see those typically bottom of the table and fresh out of promotion teams, Mm -hmm. um, just tearing through everybody in the first Mm -hmm. month or two. And then it typically levels out and, you know, everyone leaps ahead the way that you would expect them to and falls back the way you'd expect, but. Right. Uh, yeah, 3-0 Crystal Palace over Tottenham is just boom. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's kind of fun to see, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Liverpool supporter, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a Spurs fan, this is kind of hilarious. <laughs> Arsenal actually got some points too, so I don't know if they're still bottom feeders, but they they beat Norwich. Um, I'm just gonna jump down to Man United, big win over Newcastle, four to one. The, that one guy, o Portuguese. Some some dude scored. Yeah. Some dude scored, got a brace. Yay. Good for him, I suppose. Chelsea, big win. Uh, 3-0 over Aston Villa. And Wolves got a, a good good win, 2-0 over Watford as well. And yeah, I think we can kind of wrap up our international section there and take a little break, talk some uh, Minnesota United in Seattle, and go from there. Cool. All right. Stick around. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, two of us today, late, late crew, this is Bridget, we have Eric here as well. Um, so we've wrapped up international and we'll go a little more, more local, uh, loons over Seattle yesterday. Yep. Let's just jump right in Bridget. Uh, <laughs> early game four in the afternoon for us, I guess it would have been two for them. Um, shouts to Rob. He was out there representing for red loons and mm-hmm. doing his thing in Seattle. Um, 
so we, we learned a few days before this thing was going to get moving that injuries still kind of tearing this team apart. Neither Lud nor Ray were going to be back. Nico Hansen, um, McMaster was in there. Who am I forgetting? I know there's somebody else too. They're a bunch. Um, but obviously the, the Lud and Ray combination still not having them just <laughs> unsurprisingly was going to be the issue. <laughs> Oh, I put Metinair. Like there was there, there was these rumors that Metinair, for whatever reason, wasn't gonna be able to play coming back from, well, he, from Madagascar. Go ahead. Yeah, because he had just done like ninety minutes, mm-hmm. uh, like three days ago. Okay. So, so and I think had played another match. So this it would have been just a super tight schedule for him, and right. they didn't think that he they did thought he was going to need a little recovery time, but he, he ended up playing the full game. Um, he did. He did. And was, I mean, wasn't bad uh, on the broadcast. It was kind of funny. I, so I got home from the event uh, during halftime. Um, so I caught the, some of the discussion about the first half and Kendra de St. said, I would like to publicly apologize to, Roman for you know beginning the broadcast by saying that I didn't think he was going to be able to do well and he'd probably only last you know 45 minutes just like Mm. clearly he's ready and he's okay nice (laughs) so it was um kind of a surprise that he went 90 uh but he did he did well with it so um some other not really surprises but Fragapane was back starting left wing um, which kind of shifted things a little bit. We actually got Dotson back in the midfield, which I appreciated, uh, along with uh, Alonso and Trap were in there. And Dubasi, <clears throat> excuse me, Dubasi also back. Um, I don't know, where do you want to go with this thing? Let's, um, <clears throat> boy, I, I, the, some of the first things I put in here was just watching the midfield. And like the first, I, I, I was watching the Metinair Nuhu, just like, yeah. MMA fight happening all the time, back and forth at each other. That was entertaining. Um, and then I have I have midfield battle, João Paulo versus all the loons. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's how it is every time we see this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's you would think that we would have studied him a bit more by this point uh, and had a better way to mark him. But <laughs> every time it's all it's all Joe. It's the, the way those guys can, can find holes and find space and just spin the Minnesota midfield and, and the defense around. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. And, and, we, and it took a little time for it to get moving, like maybe 10 minutes or so. But by that 15-minute mark, I mean, it was just mass confusion in that midfield and that back line, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, I got pressure, 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 Miller, save, Miller, save, pressure. That's <laughs> just like the same theme. Uh, Miller versus 11. <laughs> yeah. Miller and the side netting versus 11. Pretty much. Uh, that that can take us to the uh, the 22nd where the aforementioned Juan Paulo. Uh, so the, the ball comes down. I'm not, I can't remember who's, who's taking the uh, kind of the right wing position for this low cross. And and it seems like everybody gets so sucked into that to that right winger mm-hmm. that JP is just he's he's wide open top of the key for just this yeah. soup, this tiny this very low light it was a light little cross like it could have been intercepted if somebody was there right to him one time easiest of goals just 
I don't know. What can you say? It was, it was one of those where I'm, I'm, I'm sure you and everybody else, you saw it coming. Like as soon as you saw everybody just go to the winger and then he just pops up at the top of the screen, yep. you're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> like yep. slow-mo. And, I mean, on the, on the replay, the camera from behind the goal, you see all the guys kind of just look over like, oh, crap. Because like, he has, uh, Debassi is in the box, Boxy is in the box, but there's so much space between them. Um, yeah. I think he megs Alonzo. Oof, brutal. Uh, and they, they're all shocked to see him there, and they just watch the ball go by. Like, Who else? Boxy uh, stepped to it, but yeah, it wasn't enough. Gasper is down there with it, with the the winger. Does somebody else get pulled out of position? I'm just wondering because like. There's just no way he should be that wide open. Like who's who's no. else getting is getting thrown out there? I, like you said, Debassi was a little wide. You said, oh man, <laughs> just all I can do is sigh. I mean, yep. I, you got to give credit to Seattle though because they just tore it apart. They That's, they did yeah. what they do. They they found they found those gaps and they used them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go, one nil, thirty uh, second. Finley kind of has a little opportunity. gets gets a nice little slide right at uh, Stefan Fry, and for a second it looked like it might actually be one of those balls where it will just just hop over him as they're both kind of sliding into him. But he does get hands on it to to get it down. Um, probably one of the closest goal scoring opportunities that I can remember, maybe. Yeah. Um, we talk about the 36 minute. I got the nasty elbow from uh, boy that does a. Bad autocorrect. It's supposed to be Yamar. That's not what it says <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. Oh, autocorrect <sighs> loves me. But just takes out Fragapane, and in a way, not too, not too dissimilar from the uh, the Neymar one. Yamar and Neymar. Yeah. Um, so kind of amazing that that one also was a yellow one. It probably could have been a red. And, and, and there was there was a little bit of Argentine uh, Porteño embellishment, obviously. <laughs> But it, but he got hit pretty hard. So that one happens there. Let's see what else we got. Any other kind of highlights stand out there for you in the first half, Bridget? Uh, no, because I only I watched the condensed thing. But after after the goal, they didn't really show all that much else. All right, so that takes us to. Uh, the halftime, 1-0. I just put, Loon's taking fire. Lucky to be down one. There's baking going on. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sure it's cutting through. Um, going into the second half. Uh, boy, so right away, there's this there's this opportunity where Seattle's actually sleeping. And I, did they call who knew offsides? Like, the ball kind of gets restarted. Nobody's ready. Frey's like, everybody get back, get back, get back. And it ends up just being this one-on-one thing where Hunu gets the shot off. It goes wide, unsurprisingly. But it, it seemed like I, I, it moved so fast because they were already on to the next thing. But it seemed like there was like a miscommunication with the side judge. There, Do you remember this moment? Yeah, and I, I think they might have restarted before they were ready. Hmm. And I, I think that's what the whistle was for. And the, okay. the center ref was not happy okay but it, i mean it looked like a good opportunity whether it was 
actually legal and in play or not is i guess is their question but it's a little confusing um Hunu got another one off a really good nice shot um but again not on target 62nd minute maybe the other big highlight was a uh, aforementioned goal scorer Juan Paulo some Sungi Brasileiro takes a nasty elbow kind of right to the uh, kind of the bridge of the nose I think it was right yeah. like up yeah. top and it took a minute but boy when that stuff started flowing I mean there was blood everywhere yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, the broadcast and like, going oh, back don't, don't, don't going back to the ref he was panicking a little bit and like just jumping and waving for yeah. the trainers to come out yeah, it was just <laughs> they came out with the full size towel and wrapped it around his head. It looked pretty nasty, and yeah. and maybe this is the point where we can mention the the interruption in the broadcast in the first half that went to the MMA fight for about <laughs> five minutes, <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> so, so something of the foreshadowing of the Brazilian uh-huh. <laughs> bleeding all over the place as if he were in an MMA fight, right? Yeah, I mean there were there were a few of those. There was uh was it Chase had the high boot and almost caught the caught an attacker in the chin. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. They it, it got chippy. Yeah, it did. It did indeed. Um sixty six had some subs. Adi comes in for Hunu, Fragapan or Hayes rather comes in for Fragapane. Um, a little bit of a shape change. It sounds like they just went with the one up top with um, with Adi, which is interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Didn't really do anything, or, or did it? Question mark, Bridget? Um, maybe if they had gotten him the ball, something could have happened there. But, yeah, I think it was an, another issue of no one being prepared. There were a lot of crosses that went to no one. Um, no one in spaces that were wide open and, you know, good shots. Uh, so, yeah, the formation change did not help whatsoever. I guess the last thing I've got towards the very end, uh, there was a another chippy one, uh, kind of a flying ninja kick that knock, takes out Ja'Cory Hayes and gets them a yellow just outside the box. Um, as time's basically running out, I'm like, okay, maybe this is a cool opportunity. Free kick, get everybody in there. Should have sent Miller in there as well. Get, get all the heads in. Um, Dotson takes it. Obviously, Reynoso's not playing. Doesn't really do anything. Doesn't, you know, unfortunately, another missed opportunity. Um, yeah. And then that's basically it. I think the, the final whistle was blown pretty much right after it. And there you go. 1-0 Seattle. It's kind of a, I just put weak performance, ouch. They never really seem <laughs> to be in it. Still continue to be lost without Ray and Lud. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what else I to think, say. I think Bruce McGuire, Dunard's ratings kind of summed it up pretty well. Uh, all 11 players were in his okay slot. <laughs> Out of his great two woof ratings. Yeah, um, there was there's a lot of oof. There's a lot of oof when the MMA uh, break in and, <laughs> and, and, and the and the bloody player are like the highlights that we're spending right. time on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Rough. Um, I'll, I'll throw this one to you. This is from Alan. Thank you, Alan, for writing in. Uh, first question: If you take a bunch of good players and several above average players, and they mostly underperformed expectations, who should take the heat? Second. 
Is the coach helping or get, is he getting in the way of team success? And then in parentheses, these are the same questions that could apply to Arsenal as well. <laughs> Bridget, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, Who could at he some possibly point, be referring to? I, I don't know. <laughs> at, at some point, I think someone else has to take responsibility uh, for performance. Um, if you've been cycling through players for five years and you've gone through all of these strikers and you still can't find the offense, um, maybe you're not changing the correct thing. Um, and maybe the, it could be that that weird, uh, before the broadcast cut out and went to MMA, there was a point where on, I don't know which network did this, if it was Seattle's version or not. Um, but they show Adrian Heath on screen and his name is spelled A-D-I-R-A-N or something wrong. And then underneath it, head coach FC Dallas. Wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) I missed that. That's amazing. I'll have to find that. Um, Yeah, I got got tagged (laughs) in one of them. I'll send it, but... Uh, wow. yeah. So at the beginning of the game, that was kind of funny. And by the end of the game, there were a few people like, well, yeah, yeah, that could work. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, coming early. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I mean, I, I understand giving him time and, you know, finding a system with his players, but you know, we've, I, I think we've gone, through enough players to know that the system does not work (laughs) my goodness that's awesome i can't wait to see that um yeah so i put this down here but i'll just jump to it now so what's what's tricky right now is we have this three-match week that started yesterday against very challenging western conference opponents wednesday kansas city at in kansas city and then Saturday, back here against Los Angeles Galaxy. Somehow, they really need to get some points. But, I mean, is it even possible? These are – exactly. That's the reaction. <laughs> and I know Bruce put out his point predictor, and I'm just looking at this thing, and I'm like – I mean, I was optimistic to say five, but now I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's rough. It's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. And even if you get guys coming back from injury, uh, you know they're not gonna be ninety minute match fit, and you're gonna have to still have a solution for when they're not on the pitch. Uh, and I think they've clearly shown that they do not have such a solution. Um. Yeah, it's not. And this is the, this is the time, right? This is like crunch time. As this as is getting yeah, the this is when you you season. need the points right now. Every point matters at this point. Uh, um, yeah, and I don't. I would like to be optimistic and say that the home game will help, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I said that a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is a Houston match in there, and I can't remember the other one. So, I mean, maybe at the very least get get a Houston win and maybe hope for it. I think that's that that was my logic. Get the Houston win and maybe two ties, yeah. walk away with five, 
and hopefully survive. <laughs> well, Houston won last night, so hopefully they don't come in on a... You know? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, so let's talk about that. It's a good segue. So MLS wrap. Oh, I put this in here. This is kind of a cool thing. I, I actually really like this. For, for, for the first time ever, we learned that they'll be in the middle of uh, MLS playoffs, and they're going to broadcast an MLS playoff match on Thanksgiving, Bridget. That's cool. Yeah. On regular Big Fox. I mean, normally it's 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 all college football. It's pro yeah, football. Yeah. It's just American football, 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 football. Now we're going to get football, football <laughs> for the first time, which is I love it. So obviously we don't know who's going to be playing yet, but that's that's pretty huge in terms of broadcasting. Yes, yeah. broadcasting and the demand. It's it looks great. So good on MLS and and the network and Fox for taking the risk and obviously the demand is there so good stuff so over the this this actually started um on friday atlanta got a big one three nil over over atlanta or orlando so i'm sure my cousin's happy about that trying to <laughs> dig dig out of the hole a bit uh portland wins over vancouver those two are kind of going back and forth just out of the playoff range but the way things are going right now there <laughs> could be some space who knows <laughs> yep um the surprisingly awesome Colorado Rapids and also really good LA Galaxy tied 1-1 so nothing really changes there. Obviously we talked about Seattle Minnesota, New England wins over NYCFC 2-1, Red Bulls and DC United tie 1-1. Nashville continue to just be doing amazing things. They win 1-0 over Montreal and they're now in second place, Bridget. They're second place in the East. It's crazy. Who could have called that? Uh, Cincinnati, 2-0 over Toronto. And again, who could have called Toronto? <laughs> Just like continually crashing into the wall. Yep. Um, that, that one's kind of amazing. Just whew, train wreck. Uh, Inter-Miami got a win over Columbus, 1-0. Dallas and San Jose tied 1-1. You mentioned this. That's a pretty big, significant win. 3-0 uh, yeah. Houston over Austin. Wow. And then SKC, 2-0 over Chicago. A big surprise there. Who scored for Houston? You know, I have to go back and look at that. I do not. I'm curious. Well, I'll pick it up later. Yeah. Okay. Seeing that score, that makes me nervous now. <laughs> that makes me nervous. For I mean, Minnesota. it is against Austin. Uh, so you yeah. kind of temper that a little bit, but a little, um, just a little. You know, now now that they know that they can do it, I think that's going to be a confidence booster. Uh, Ugh. And maybe help them move along a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Well, we're gonna keep this one tight between the two of us. Uh, we can start to wrap things up. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. We the Weston McKinney thing has been out there for a while. <laughs> there, there are so many rumors and interesting narratives and interesting stories. This is what happens U.S. soccer when you don't say anything, right? You you, you just let the rumor <laughs> mill take off. And, and we get some amazing ones. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure I even want to say anything here on, on, publicly on the air on the podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to. There's there's all sorts of stories running around out there. Yeah, I, I, I will I will just say that the one that the Cooligans put out there, like I had to I had to like rewind the podcast a little bit, and be just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. It it is it is some very Cooligan esque drama telenovela stuff like multiple layers of telenovela so who knows what happened but we're having some fun 
and, and I guess the sucky thing about it too is that it spilled over to Juventus a little bit. Like that now they're yeah. they're trying to like kind of scapegoat him is what kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean they they sent him back, uh, but yeah, he's now he's going to have to deal with Juventus stealing. Like, with, oh, this with this undisciplined. Yeah, yeah, the undisciplined American can't do 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 do. Just like you guys, shut up. You're you're the Italian league doing all the Italian yeah. things. Please, <laughs> they send back. him back to us as if it's a like his punishment is basically going back to you, and you yeah. is like, eh, no thanks. From, from like, the team that harbored the rapist for like three years. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just recognize a little just just a tad just a little little micro microscopic piece of hypocrisy just just a little uh with the ball well we hear some positives that, that we'll end on a positive because that's what we try to do on the program very seldom do we succeed but today we're going to do it Bridget. uh minnesota women's soccer so the idea and the goal of opening up those shares of which i think we're both a part of yes um they got 40,000 and the goal or no, the goal was 40,000 and to get to $50,000 to kind of move this first round forward. They announced Bridget $650,000 is what they raised, which is unbelievable. That's uh-huh. a huge jump compared to the expectation. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Well and the, I mean, the reach well that it's gotten. It's yes. Just, I mean, people all over the country, um i've seen a few international as well like expats who are like hey yeah there's finally yep. something in the midwest and i can be a part of it and people are buying in yeah uh shouts to like we mentioned the cooligans dude again christian was wearing his mn woso <laughs> yeah. shirt while interviewing christian ramirez which is yes. also awesome i yeah we are the podcast that recommends other podcasts so go listen to it because it's fun <laughs> it's, it's a great interview um, and the other cool thing, going back to the soccer and MN Woso, uh, I got the email. I'm sure you did, and a number of you listeners as well. The naming portion is open. So as an owner, if you have creative ideas and creative names, they are taking them, which is kind of a fun fun step in the fun process of all this thing. And yeah. I threw out a couple. I don't necessarily know if they're good, but they're out there. <laughs> My my lovely partner, I don't know if you just heard that, but she said they're probably not good. She's correct. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some interesting ones. Uh, some who was it who said that they're just waiting for soccer McSoccer face to show up <laughs> because that's how these things go. If you ask yeah. for a name, uh, you're gonna get some really crazy ones. So. I think that's going to be entertaining the next couple of weeks, seeing some of those come out and, you know, which ones actually make it to the table and, mm-hmm. and which ones they just post and then move on. Yeah. Ho- hopefully when this thing, when, when, it, when they're down to like the, the top three or five or whatever it is, or even after they've selected it and we've moved forward there, hopefully we get the list of everything yeah. and we can just, yeah. we can just comb through that thing and have some fun. I bet we will. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they're putting together a, a master. That'll be nice. Well, Bridget, that's all I got. Unless you got anything else to add. Yeah. No. Right on. Well, we kept this one tight like you guys kept the other one as well. So 
Uh, we still got the Patreon going on there. If you, if you want to support the work that we are doing, uh, we appreciate you all. You're able to help yes. us pay for our, um, our SoundCloud account where we can store all the episodes and keep everything up there. So that's where a large portion of your, your of your help and your funding is going. Uh, and patreon.com backslash MN football show is the place. And, and let us, let us know if there's something you want to see in the Patreon content yes. uh, and we'll, we'll get things posted there. Absolutely. So. We put up some uh, bonus content from the, uh, the one, when was it? The, when we had um, uh, Ms. Yak on. Yeah. Uh, at Adrian, and when was Andrea. that? Like uh, Andrea. Those two weeks, two or three, three weeks ago. I can't remember time. What is time? It, it, it all blurs right. together. <laughs> it all blurs together. Recent. Yeah, it was recent. Yes. So I had a couple outtakes that I stuck up up there with her. And, you know, every once in a while we'll do some more stuff as well. But, yeah, as, as yeah. a patron, you get to tell us what you want and we'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> You're paying it for works. it. You're right. paying for it. So you tell us what you'd like to see. <laughs> right on. If you well, want you us to listening. switch to switch to an oh. MMA broadcast in the middle oh, of the crowd, you know? like, I, you know. <laughs> That is something I can actually do. I'm not sure anybody wants that, but I can do it. Bruce McGuire and I, in fact, could probably give you your MMA commentary. <laughs> in fact, I blamed it on Bruce that he was actually the one that did that cut in. I was like, oh, yeah, this, yes. is, Bruce, this is Bruce's hand somewhere <laughs> cutting in this, with his feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Good stuff. Well, Bridget, yeah. it's great to see you as always and talk you to you. Too. Listeners, thank you for listening and supporting, and uh, we'll do it again. Take care. All right.